0: Good morning morning. and thank you uh, to the brothers who have uh, led the service thus far and I thank you uh, to the elders for the way you have shepherded the flock and the deacons who serve so fervently for the church. Today we're going to be talking about a transformed life. I want to start off by saying that the greatest threat to the church is not the atheists. It's not the government officials, it's me, it's you, it's us. So you see what happens is the greatest threat to the church becomes us because the most difficult aspect of my Christian life is me being me constantly day after day i am looking to jesus and trying to satisfy me at the same time and the two cannot exist if we take inventory of every sin in our life we will all see the root cause is our own selfishness our theme at laurel church of christ for 2021 it's focused on Jesus. And in Ephesians, that is just what Paul is telling the Ephesians uh, here in chapter four, in the, whole, in the whole epistle, but particularly here, he is encouraging them and reminding them to stay focused on Jesus. He outlines the immeasurable blessings in Jesus Christ and for us to walk worthy of them. Ephesians, if you can meet me at Ephesians chapter 1 is where we're going to start because I I don't want to just plop you down in the middle of the passage. I want to build it up so that you can understand what we're going to be talking about today. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 says, I therefore, well, what is the therefore? that therefore reaches back to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 where it says that Jesus blessed us with spiritual blessings. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7 where it says we have redeemed through the blood of Jesus. Ephesians 2 verse 13 where it says that we were once far off but now we are made close by the blood of Jesus. Ephesians chapter 2:14 it talks about that we have now peace Because of Christ Jesus in Ephesians 2 verse 19 it says that no we are no longer strangers, but citizens of the household of God. And there, he says that he beseech you the beseech really means to come alongside i'm telling you, because of all these immeasurable blessings that Christ gives us come alongside with me. And this is the most important part here to walk worthily of the calling and what you were called see that word worthily is what we would understand when we think about a scale and when you think about a scale I know you online can't see me but I'm holding up two hands like a scale It's probably a, not the greatest example but if you can bear with me it's that idea of adding weight to a scale so that it is balanced walking worthily means you know the measurable blessings that Jesus has given us and that we are drawn near to him, that we are in fellowship with God because of him. And because of that, we need to walk according to our place within Christ. It means to properly assign weight. And as we look on here, it talks about the fact that because of that, that we should be gentle because God is gentle and that we should be loving We should be long suffering. And it talks about the unity that is in Christ. And then when we go to verses 17 and 19, it talks about the fact that we should no longer walk as the Gentiles walk, now they're Gentiles. So what does that mean? It talks a little bit about how the the Gentiles were uh, in the darkness and that they uh, no longer were walking it, it actually uses the words, the futility of their mind, which means aimlessly due to lack in purpose. Friends, but that's not us, because we are walking a purpose-filled life. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 20 and 24 talks about this idea that we will be putting on the new man and taking off, the old man and it's a representation of someone who has dirty garments, and when you have these dirty garments and you take them off you you, you take them off and you leave them off. I think the only uh, time this happens is really with my son sometimes he'll take off a dirty garment and put it back on, but in typical times we'll take that, diff- that dirty garment and put it off. And put on clean that new garment. So what Paul is talking about is stripping away those filthy clothes because we were washed in the blood of Christ and the blood of Christ cleansed us. And because of that, we are taking these things off. And don't walk like the former selves. You know, we all used to be something. We all used to be backsliders, right? We all used to be shysters, swindlers, And I know you may want to think that we're all perfect, but believe it or not, we all have something in our past. But the blood of Christ have cleansed all those things. And what he's saying to them is, I know how those other Gentiles are rolling. I know how your friends are getting it, how they they do and how they live, but you are no longer to be a part of that. Why? Because of the immeasurable blessings of Christ. Too 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 many to count, too numerous. And because of that, you need to walk worthy. You gotta make sure you got balance. Make sure that you are walking according to the one who paid it all for you. Then that brings us down to this idea of renewing our mindset. And sometimes this has to be done constantly. I would say almost all the times it has to be done innumerously. numerously time. We gotta be doing it all the time, constantly, consistently, renewing our mind. Because the old me is thinking the old me ways, but the new me is focused on Jesus. So there's no way the old me and serve this righteous Jesus. Because the old me was in the darkness. The old me was without knowledge. The old me would not wash his tongue. The old me was not focused on Jesus, not focused on the cross, not focused on the salvation, not focused on the mercy, not focused on the long suffering and was Jesus Give us all each and every day, and we don't deserve it, but His grace is sufficient. So Paul transitions from this whole idea of working, walking worthily, and no longer walking as the Gentiles walked, and renewing your mind to now this transition, which talks about the conduct of a redeemed person, the conduct of a redeemed person. And verse 25 says, therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth to his neighbors, for we are all members of one another. And that harkens back to uh, Ephesians chapter uh Uh, for earlier on, where it says that with all lowliness and gentleness and long suffering and bearing one another in love, enduring to keep the unity, the spirit and the bond of peace. Friends, we cannot be unified if we can't be honest. We can't be unified if I can't trust you. We can't be unified if we're full of falsehoods. See friends, we gotta look at our life and think about that. If we have to hide anything, it can't be around each other. Where else can I be vulnerable? Where else can I hurt? Where else can I cry? The world outside is telling me men don't cry. My friends in here are telling me Calvin, it's all right. The world out there says, Calvin, we don't wanna hear about your problems. The friends in here say, son, it's all right. The world tells me that I don't matter. You guys tell me we all matter. Friends, we have to put away these falsehoods because we as a new man, this is not what we do. Because all through the book of Ephesians, in that first part, it talks about the fact that we have to have unity. Remember how I talked about the idea of walking worthily. God cannot lie. God is not the author of confusion. Who is the author of confusion? We know the devil is the author of confusion. So I ask you, are you walking worthily if you are engaged in falsehood? Friends, we ought to speak the truth to one another. Be honest, be loving. This is a safe zone as they say in schools, right? This is a safe zone. This is a place where I can be who I am. Where else can you go besides In this place in this assembly with people who love each other. People who realize that without the blood of Jesus that we would all not have this brotherhood. We are members of one another and because of that we have a responsibility to each other. And that's to speak the truth. Verse 26 says, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Friends, anger is an emotion. Anger is an emotion. But what happens is, what happens when that emotion manifest itself into something else. Have you ever heard the idea of somebody stewing over something? Now I don't know about you, but I know a sister, a sister that makes some gumbo in here. And I know that gumbo wasn't minute, didn't take a minute to make. I know she, put, she took some time to make that gumbo, she told me the other day. See, stewing takes a process, right? Them flavors just don't come together naturally it takes some time. And don't you know that's what happens with unchecked anger? See, it starts off just a little bit. Then after a while, it gets to a point where now everything annoys you ever been like that? Man, were you upset with something somebody? Everything that person do annoys you? Oh, how in the world he walking in here like that? He got to put one foot in front of the other? man I can't stand he don't have he's not pigeon toed like me I can't take it everything annoys you when you're upset. But what happens is what happens when we let it fester. You know, growing up in the country on the eastern shore of Maryland. We have uh, there's some homes that had those little tin roofs right now when water collects at the top it's not a big deal, but over time you will notice man I I got a little hole in my roof and it's a slow leak, but after a while you're going to have a big leak and you're going to have a big problem and friends, that is what happens. When we allow anger to take over and that's exactly what he's talking about here and that's why he says don't let the sun go down on your wrath because you got to get that out of you, because that poison will consume you. that poison will consume you, and listen here, nor give place to the devil, this literally means to give an abode, a mansion, a residence. Friends, the longer that we let this wrath take place in our life is the longer time that the devil is just hanging out on the couch. Feed up on your coffee table, now you don't have feet on your coffee table, devil don't care. Eating in your refrigerator. Now I know everybody go in your refrigerator. But listen at this we're given a place for the devil. Friends, we gotta check the anger. We gotta check the anger. It's an emotion. Now am I saying it's wrong to be angry? No. But what I'm saying is don't let it turn to wrath, don't let it manifest itself into something. Where the devil can walk in and take havoc in your life? Have you ever watched some of these like murder mystery shows? I tell you, it seems that it's just one thing after another, and it's one sin, uh, uh, the one sin after another, after another, and it all manifests itself into something bigger. Somebody upset about something that happened months ago. And then they're still mad about it. And then this person just says something and in a fit of rage, they do something. They hurt people. Friends, this cannot be called by the ones who were saved by a precious savior. We cannot be engaged in this type of behavior because it will cause us to give place to the devil. And I don't know about you, but there's no light on at the Red Roof Inn for the devil in my house. And I'm sure it's not going to be the case for you. Do not steal. Now, let him who stole, so listen to this. Let him who stole, that means you're a, you're a thief. That means that there are somebody in the assembly who at one time stole. I know how we like to think of ourselves. Man, we don't have any, man, I could just leave my purse hanging around. Hey, somebody, that's a struggle. And it's okay. We're going to be praying for that. But what we need to realize is, that he is talking to Christians. He is telling them, let him who stole no longer, that's the old man, but rather, listen to this, let him labor, go to work, working with his hands, I hope that means a computer, because I'm not a I'm not a man like my father, working with his hand, what is good? What is good? Hey, look, look, look. Look at the the redeeming, the redemption that we find in Christ. Look at how good life in Christ is. You were a thief and we realize it, but now you must do something different because we love you, because you are a part of the family. You are a part of the bond. And, but rather what you should be doing is working with your hands. What is good? Listen to this, that he may have something to give him. Who is in need? Look at the contrast. Outside those Gentiles are stealing up something. Back in back home, they used to say man they're they're stealing like hotcakes out there now I don't know what that means but that's what we would say stealing up a storm, whatever, whatever your terminology is. that's what the world does it's always taken it wants to take from you wants to take from me, but within the body don't you see why this is a beacon of hope. don't you see why this is the light because here. We are not taken from each other, because we have a unity. We have a bond. We love each other. But instead, we want to help you. The world says, you are no good. You, you, you're, you're in need, you're no good. But we say, we understand, we love you, We want you to contribute, but we're gonna help you out while you're in need. Friends, the old man had something to take. The new man has something to give. See, a transformed man is looking at ways to give back Is looking at ways to outdo each other with good. Not like that old man. Here's the next one. Let's go. Uh, Verse 29 says, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good and necessary for edification, that you may impart grace to the hearers, friends, we have to eliminate that corrupt talking. And that corrupt word really means, get this, a foul, rotten, putrid. The word was used to describe spoiled food or spoiled meat or spoiled vegetables. That idea of uh, something that you wouldn't want desired. Now, when you think about that, you know, you think about, ooh, that sounds like some nasty stuff, Calvin. But just think about, those are the words described to what comes out of our mouth. And I don't know about you, but when I'm on social media, when I'm on the television, words are used to hurt intentionally, without regard, toughen up. You're too soft. Well, maybe we're not soft enough. Maybe we're not tender hearted enough. Maybe we're not loving enough. Maybe we're not long suffering enough. See, we have to get rid of that corrupt talk. See, that transformed person, that person who is put off that old man, wouldn't have that corrupt speech but only the one that speech that is for edifying. I don't know about you, but my mom used to say, Calvin, if you don't have something good to say, don't say it at all. Now, Alicia tell you, I I didn't always learn that and I'm still a work in progress, amen. But those things are so true. How often Do we say, you know what, I see that this is something that's going on, and I want to figure out a way to encourage this person? Oftentimes, we find ourselves figuring out ways to criticize, to bring down, to tear down. We're always looking at what's wrong instead of looking at what's right, and friends, we always wonder why we have the issues we have. we always wonder why there's so much negativity. That's because we borrowed it in the room. But friends, we must use our words to build up. Send a card to someone, call somebody, send a message. I love the the, the end part of this where it says that it may give impart grace to the hearers. Friends, we are blessed with the grace of God. That unmerited favor. Our lips should show that appreciation. Our feet should show the appreciation. Our actions should show the appreciation for what the Lord has done for us. And lastly, put away the harshness. This one, is something that I feel is the biggest struggle for us in the Lord's body. Because see, when we think about uh, harshness, we don't think about it as harshness, right? We think about it as what we need to get across to someone else. We think about it as a message that needs to be said. I need to be heard. It needs to be said. It needs to be mentioned. But listen to this. Let all bitterness, all wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Friends, there is a world that we live in that embodies all of this. You don't think so? You say a buzzword that's related to some kind of politics and watch people's reaction. Man, you would think that You stepped on their new shoes. All right. Or you think you did something really bad. And I'm telling you, friends, we have to be cautious of these things. Why is it so easy to get set off over worldly things? Ask myself that all the time. Why is it so easy for me to get set off over worldly things? And... If my brother if my sister believes something different than me that's our earthly thing, why am I falling out. Why do I try to think of harsh words to rebuke them, why am I thinking these worldly thoughts because going all the way back that old man is still trying to surface. Those dirty garments that I put down I look back at man I man I know I used to wear that thing. Now, you might be like me, and you might have gained a little pounds, and you couldn't get in that old garment even if you wanted to. But that old garment is always there, isn't it? And it always comes out in a situation. Maybe you're riding down the road, and and somebody jumps in front of you. Oh. That old garment is in the back seat, looking like, what you going to do about that? When that, uh, bill, when that uh, person calls you out of the blue or shows up to your house and you tell them you don't want a, a roof inspection, you tell them you, you don't need a vacuum. Oh, sometimes you, you think of that old man and that old man is in the closet. That old garment is in the closet looking. What, what you gonna do about that guy? Cause he is not taking no for an answer. Don't use that opportunity to give a foothold to the devil. Friends, we got to stay away from the harsh speech. And we should do just what it says in verse 32. Be kind to one another. Listen at this. Tender hearted. What is this world? It's callous, isn't it? Now, I know I said I work behind a computer, but at one time I worked with my dad in construction and my dad said, son, I want to pass this company on to you, so we're going to do some construction work, so we wake up early in the morning, I'm not a morning person. We go get in his truck with no air conditioner. He gives me a tool belt, which is heavy. And he said son we're going to start this roofing project in the summer so if you ever been on a roof in the summer it don't take much to sweat and in fact the whole time i was up there i thought i was in the mcdonald's uh you ever seen the fries at mcdonald's where they sit where the heat is con- that's what it felt like and i got off the man my hand now look i, I my hands were, were nice and Nice and innocent. Now he done defiled my hands. They got calluses on them. And guess what my dad said? Well, Calvin, look, let those calluses build up. Because it won't hurt. And I said to him, why won't walk around with our hands? Cutting people up everywhere I go. But think about this idea of callus. See, over time, it gets harder. And harder and harder, and tell you which, you don't feel anything. How can you feel tender hearted when you're hard hearted? How can you love when you don't, when you don't care? We become desensitized to exactly what Christ Jesus is, and we can't have that. Friends, we got to put away the harshness. We gotta, be ten- we gotta be kind, we gotta be tender hearted. We gotta be forgiving one another. Why? Because Christ forgave you. And you know what happens with forgiveness? It's just, I heard it described this way. It's like drinking poison and hoping the other person dies. You spend more time and energy worried about someone else, when you are the one that needs to release it. You are the one who stands in judgment because of the way you feel, put away the harshness. Friends, I am convinced that the church in Ephesus was no different than what we are today. We are people that are coming together from different places, from different areas, from different backgrounds and different socioeconomic categories, so many different places. And we're all coming together under this blood of Christ. But we can't think for one second that the world around us is still not gonna have an impact on us. And what Paul was saying is for us to be vigilant in the way we walk, amen. Friends, i if you are not a Christian, you need to become a Christian today. We can make this very simple. See, in the Bible, it tells us that Jesus lived. He died on Calvary's cross. He was buried, but then rose again. Now, we, as Christians, do the same exact thing. We, as Christians, were added to the body by doing the same exact thing. So what we did was we believe that Jesus is the Christ. And once we believe that Jesus is the Christ, then we repented. See, because you can't be that old man in a new man's body. If you're starting a new job if you're starting the first day of school you don't put on the dirty clothes you put on the clean clothes, because you're a new man, the Bible says that we are a new creature. So if you're a new creature you can't look like the old creature, so you have to put away those sins, you have to say that I know that I did this for 40 50 60 years. i'm not going to do it anymore repentance. We got to confess that Jesus is the Christ and friends, the love that Jesus has is all we need. His grace is sufficient. I know that you have tried to find happiness in other places. I know you tried to find relationships that always turned out to hurt. I know you might've tried substance that didn't work out. I know you probably tried to do something else, friends, there is no peace in anywhere but Christ Jesus. Friends, this is where you come to commune with Christ. If we look at Romans chapter six, if you will, I know my time is short, but let me look at Romans chapter six, because I want you to know the same gospel that you believe that Jesus lived, he died, he was buried. And rose again is the same thing that you can do to come in right relationship with God. Listen, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? That's the repentance. Remember we talked about that. Or do you not know that as many of you were baptized into Christ. Wait, how does that happen? Baptized into Christ. Were baptized into his death. Wow, that sounds a little similar, doesn't it? Death, burial, resurrection. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. You see, you are walking the same walk as Christ your identity becomes Christ, through the salvation. Buried with him through baptism into death, just as Christ, wait, Christ rose from the dead, didn't he? Let me read. Just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in what newness of life. The life that you live now may be full of pain, regret, heartbrokenness, discouragement, all that can go away if you decide to give your life to Jesus today. Through baptism, you will be just a new person and walk in newness of life. Friends, and then all you gotta do is live godly because like I said before, even though you put on the old man, you put off the old man, you put off those old garments, doesn't mean that those people who are still wearing those old garments won't be around you. It won't still mean that those same cravings that you had and the same appetite that you had before when you had on those old garments still won't be there. It's okay to repent and come back to Jesus. You have to realize that we still have to live godly until death. And every person who is sitting in this room or is on logged on on his Facebook or the Zoom, is a focus group is a, uh, is, a um, uh, is a is a is a body of believers. I wanted to say a group of people that that uh, uh that that support is a group of believers who will support you. I get it. You were judged in the past. I get it. You were shunned in the past. I get it. You were left for dead. But now, In the newness of life, all you have before you is light. And we are here to support you. If any one of these things are are your interest, you can let your request be known as we sing uh, the invitation song.